Welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast series designed to bring you information and news about the latest technologies, vendors and trends affecting the IT industry today. As ever, this show is brought to you by Arrow Electronics. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to a special edition of Bandwidth, part of a little mini-series that we're doing here at IoT Solutions World Congress. And we are here with all our colleagues from ECS, so Enterprise Computing Solutions, AIS, uh, Arrow Intelligent Solutions, and Arrow Global Components. Joining me on the podcast is a, I hope we can say a friend of the show, because now you are one of our um, esteemed guests. So yes, thank wi- you. without further ado, could I ask you to introduce yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Sure. I'm a longtime listener, first-time participant. <laughs> um, my name is Roland Decody, and I'm a technical marketing director with the Global IoT Solutions Group, and I'm based in Denver, Colorado. Roland, what does the day job look like? Well, it's a really exciting role. I work across all business units, so global components, intelligence systems, and the enterprise computing group to onboard market-ready solutions. A market-ready solution is something that includes generally some type of sensor technology, uh, computing technology, as well as some type of cloud source. So these are very complex, but incredibly fun because you get to work with a wide variety, or all the different business units and a wide variety of manufacturers uh, to put together a solution that fits a very specific application. So your role, the work that you do, and these market-ready solutions that you build, is a perfect example of how, how we are collaborating and, and what this, this one arrow message actually looks like. Absolutely. I think what we do from a market-ready solution perspective in the IoT Global Solutions Group is really a rallying point for a one arrow engagement where we internally are working together to put together these solutions to fit very specific applications. When we look at some of these specific applications, could you give us a couple of examples? Anything that, that we've launched, that you're working on, anything you can talk about? Absolutely. I think um, we focus on three, I think the best examples come in three different areas that we tend to put the most focus on. We have seven different application areas, but we focus in on uh, smart cities, retail, and industrial. So if I look at some of the examples in smart cities, we have a wide variety of different applications and and these things are solutions that solve very specific problems. So one that we've worked with for almost a year is associated with V5. Now that's only available in the United States, Mm -hmm. uh, but V5 is a portable security solution that doesn't require any type of cabling or power. And really the, the benefit that they provide is a solution that you can deploy in under an hour to provide real-time uh, surveillance and video analytics. There's some other things uh, like license plate reading or uh, sound detection, so things like gunshots or rattle cans that really help reduce costs for cities. And is a great example of how you can utilize technology to help either increase a uh, 
user's experience, the user in this case being a citizen, yeah. or a, uh, an opportunity to reduce costs. So I know there's been several examples of, at least in the US, associated with like littering and uh, trash removal. So um, it's a problem in major cities. Mm -hmm. And so the ability to detect an anomaly, so if a car is in a location it shouldn't be, or if there's an individual that's uh, dumping something they shouldn't be, uh, that's, that's a very expensive cost for a city. So right. by deploying these relatively low cost units, uh, you're able to um, prevent, ideally, crime, um, yeah. uh, or at least understand where crime is being committed. It allows a local government uh, almost that ability to tactically deploy this type of technology, yeah? Absolutely. So to a known area, but they don't know any patterns, they just know it's a, it's a prone area. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be on the existing network, they don't have to worry about access from a power perspective, they can just rapidly deploy and, and try and affect that action that is is causing issues for, like you said, the users, the, the citizens. Yeah, I think the situation that many cities are in is that there's a wide variety of technology that's available. It's complex because the city leaders don't necessarily have as much access to technology or an understanding of technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, compared to partners like Arrow. So yeah. we provide that as a, as a value proposition back to those cities through our partners. The insight that we can provide uh, alongside our partners is really great for these cities, allowing them to take action on things that that they care about. You know, So whether it's lighting or uh, illegal dumping, yeah. <laughs> for example, um, there's uh, technology solutions that are out there. And partners like Arrow um, help help those cities understand how to uh, deploy, uh, but also understand how they can use these solutions to reduce their costs uh, or increase that, uh, that citizen's happiness, so, yeah. so to speak, in the city. You address this antisocial behavior, which is actually a metric that, that maybe that, that government office is, is looking at impacting. They're not necessarily skilled, knowledgeable, or probably even care about which methods they use to address that. There's probably Correct. going to be multiple methods. But if technology is part of it, how can we make that easier for that end client to, to understand and deploy and see the benefits? I think yeah? another big difference between what we do in the solutions onboarding is a focus on solutions versus use cases. And yes. to explain a little bit of that, I think when we look at individual use cases, they are, are more theory versus practice. And uh, understanding a lot of our marketing messaging uh, is really that intersection between possibility and practicality. These solutions are incredibly practical where you can get them deployed relatively quickly. Uh, we know the hardware elements, they've been uh, vetted and are readily available today. So if you're looking for practical deployments in smart cities, for example, uh, we have a a few solutions that can help solve those problems. I think a another thing that we look at from a solutions perspective is that there are multiple stakeholders. So right. there are certainly city leaders, so um, city managers or mayors, um, but there's also uh, individual departments, so like transportation or street cleaning. And so we yeah. have the ability to articulate a message associated with outcomes and really work behind the scenes to help develop that technology to solve uh, for those outcomes. A couple of questions which, which might be quite naive. When, when we build these market-ready solutions out, 
do, do we go to the market or the intended vertical first and uh, an interview and take feedback or do we take feedback from the actual technology companies first how does how do we build out what we're going to invest time and effort in creating it is bi-directional so in some cases we're asked to provide levels of technology to solve for particular outcomes and so th those come from our partners they come from our customers and so we are a, a great feedback loop associated with that now we also get exposure to new technology from our supplier partners or our vendors. Right. And so it can be bi-directional, which is really an, an interesting part as to where Aero sits within the technology ecosystem, is that we touch every part of that ecosystem. Everything from individual sensors to gateways or computing to enterprise software. And yeah. so not only smart cities, but retail and industrial, there's those relationships both on the technology provider side and on the technology consumer side that allow us to really develop these market-ready solutions uh, for the most pressing applications. It's an often used term, this sort of trusted advisor status, but because we sit at that nexus of both the, the customer and the partner, it, it really does allow us to, to, to pick up on trends coming either from requirement or from, like you said, new technology. Yeah, I think there's some great examples of that in the industrial space where there, I think the industrial vertical overall and industrial customers have been used to using technology to help increase productivity. And there's been you know decades worth of use associated with SCADA systems. And so I think when I look at the industrial space, what we're doing is putting together these systems that can connect the unconnected uh, from a device standpoint. So if there's some of these older systems that need some level of shock and vibration monitoring or temperature monitoring, but aren't necessarily uh, up to speed from a technological, <laughs> technological perspective, um, we have access to that technology that can help solve for that. So I think there's um, a wide variety of different vertical markets and applications out there, and it's different for each individual vertical, where, like I said, the industrial space is very familiar with technology, but yeah. the retail space is in a, in a different area where there's been high amounts of investment in websites, yeah, telephone e centers. Yeah, e-commerce e and sure, customer support, yeah. yeah. But when you look at the stores, the individual stores themselves, there hasn't been um, as much investment. So mm -hmm. when you look at technology inside of a store today, you commonly see point of sale systems, but uh, inventory tracking, um, understanding how individuals are moving around the store, how store space is utilized, is traditionally uh, an individual or a worker um, at that store with a clipboard wow. or making notes. Um, and so I think as you develop more of this data uh, through the technology, you're able to make uh, better business decisions and, and get to better outcomes. And by building these, this strategy and building out this, this, this catalog of market-ready solutions, it allows us to really hone down on trying to, to pinpoint and understand those customer pain points and, and also advise where they should be looking to for that next step, that differentiator, that ability to, to leverage an issue and turn it into a, a positive, I suppose. Absolutely. I think in w one of the things that we focus on is putting together solutions that can work globally. Although I mentioned V5 that's only available here in the United States. 
our ability to leverage uh, technology that might be coming out of Asia or EMEA yeah. uh, for the American market or for um, South American market, et cetera. It allows us to, to leverage our own resources and experiences right. as we're working with retailers. Um, again, I'm jumping around from different no, uh, no, it's uh, fine. instances, but um, where we can, we can leverage activity in one uh, region um, uh, to another mm -hmm. uh, for specific markets, but we can also do the same for technology because of where we sit within that ecosystem. Oh, that's great. I have one last question. You've referenced partners a, a lot over the last 10 minutes yes. or so. Um, just to clarify for everyone and really just to hammer home, we speak to partners around IoT uh, a lot here in, in, in Europe and in UK and they're all asking, how can we make IoT a bit more modular, a bit more, bit more of a framework? And it, it really does seem as though these market-ready solutions are a step towards that. Is, is, that, is that what you're finding when you're talking to partners? And, and, and really, you know, one of the key benefits of these market-ready solutions is the route to market to end clients is absolutely through those partners. Is that, is that right? So I'll start by saying that what we've done with market-ready solutions over the past two years has allowed us to do things that you know, we weren't able to do in the past. Okay. A very specific example was when I was sitting with a partner talking with a city in the in United States, yeah. um, they were going through the RFP, and the first forty pages of, of the RFP were really associated with the terms and conditions associated with the city. So okay. I was a little confused from a technology standpoint where I could add some value, but it was really like on page forty-one where they said we want to integrate um, intelligent traffic lights. We want to be able to integrate security and surveillance. And so what these market-ready solutions allow us to do is help those partners respond to RFPs and customer inquiries very quickly. So from a practical standpoint, it allows a organization, uh, um, so a partner, but a partner organization to quickly respond to a customer that allows them to uh, implement technology yeah. to get to a potential benefit. So at Arrow, we talk about winning fast and losing fast. And so I, I think a, a big challenge that a lot of organizations have around IoT is how to get started. I've seen data that talks about individual IoT projects being in the millions of dollars. What these market-ready solutions do, they're, as you mentioned, modular, and allow organizations to do these deployments very quickly at a relatively low cost that allow them to get to that business benefit. So from a market-ready solution standpoint, as I mentioned, they're allowing us to do things that we weren't able to do in the past. And that benefit extends down to our partners, where if they're focused on these market-ready solutions and they spend time with the Arrow resources to understand how to present them to customers, there's an opportunity for them to show some thought leadership in those customers and also showcase how you can uh, either win fast, ideally, or lose fast and move on to the next project. Yeah qualify and deploy your resources where they're going to see the most benefit yeah absolutely Roland it's been absolutely fantastic thank you very much for joining us sure it's if you don't a mind pleasure. a uh, shameless plug no please do plug away and <laughs> I will add one very final question right, which well, is if you're interested in more where can we find out more thank you that was going to be my shameless ah, there plug you go. Um, so if you're an internal arrow resource we yep. do have a global SharePoint um, and that is the uh, IoT global SharePoint, so it should be relatively easy to find off of the stot.arrow.com page. Fantastic. If you're an external listener, uh, we have a wide variety of resources that are available. You can speak to your channel manager or your uh, partner manager 
who can uh, get in contact with the IoT team within ECS. Fantastic. They, uh, we also have a website, so that's air.com forward slash IoT, where some market-ready solutions are featured. That we also do have, uh, going back to the internal resources, we also do have IoT business development managers yeah. that are part of the global IoT solutions team. Yep. So if uh, you're looking for digital content, we have uh, a decent amount on the websites. If you're looking for uh, a human to speak to, we also do have uh, resources in uh, Asia-Pac, the United States, and EMEA. And on that bombshell, all it remains me to say is, once again, thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy your time in Barcelona. Richard, it was a pleasure. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Cheers. Goodbye, all. Thanks for listening to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to hear more, please click and subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Arrow Global, or learn more about us at our various websites, including www.arrow.com. Thanks for listening.